Warning, what you are about to hear are the thoughts of four ordinary dudes with no agenda and absolutely no filter. Please, do not attempt any of this at home, and try not to get butt hurt. Welcome to the Dude to Dude Podcast. How big is the one that you have? What? It's not, it's in my sub bag. Oh my god, yeah, no, that that was no, that was no. Wait, you have a John bag? How big is the one in the John bag? Babe. It's just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> get the you, shovel now. You wanted her to come, sh- bro. You started this. No, I think it started because she wanted him to come. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, John. I'm not going to bust your balls about it too much. Uh, I, I've, I've hit you with like four in the past month. I might, I, it might be time for me to lay off. That's what he said. <laughs> hey, man, you can't be mad at me. I have dropped significantly back at the cracks at yep. you. Yep. <laughs> you can do that. There's nothing equal to so I got fucking pegged out. by my wife. He's never been pegged, so. Right. That we know of. Wait, you had a dildo in your butt, though. No, he hasn't. That doesn't mean I'm getting pegged, for one. For two. What would you call it? Isn't that what it is, though? When you Trying get... something no. new. Pegging <laughs> is specifically when they have a strap-on on and they're full force thrusting into yeah. you. That's oh, pegging. Okay. Okay. I would say any dildo penetration into a man's it butthole. From no, that's anal way. play. That's, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. You know, I can see, I can see the sense in that because, like, if they, like, Thank they're you. going down and they slip a thumb, that's not being pegged. Yes, it is. No, it's not, Bill. Bill. <laughs> nah, that's just a thumbs up for a job well done. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bit of hoop de doo. Don't, don't touch my butthole. Look, don't ain't touch nobody want to touch your ground beef patty <laughs> down there. Okay? <laughs> don't touch my butthole, bro. <laughs> like, oh. no. stay out of there. <laughs> Welcome to the Dude to Dude podcast. <laughs> You're going to hear some fucked up shit. Don't get butt hurt. Uh, I'm Bill. Uh, are we recording? Uh, yeah, I didn't know we were recording. Yeah, we're recording. Right? I, didn't oh, know we were, okay. you know, I didn't know we were going to start it, though. Bill's man. throwing us all into the fucking fire real quick. Do not edit this one. This is too good. <laughs> Don't look at me. Hey, dudes. It's Jimmy. A.K.A. Chimex Jim. What's up, guys? It's Maddie. What's up? It's John. <laughs> and like I said, I'm Bill. <laughs> Welcome to the episode of the Butthole Bandits. <laughs> I'm fucking it's done. Not even already. where we were going with that. <laughs> Two today, trailer park but... girls going around the outside. <laughs> um, then one pops wait, a finger. Hold on, in. that's that's the first time you've used the uh, the moniker uh, Chimex Jim on yeah. the on the show. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. See, I'm I'm still like I gotta say Chimex Jim, but it's really Chim Chim, but like. I just call it Chim Chim. Call it Chim Chim. Yeah, I think if you just call it Chim Call it Chim Chim, get it fucking patented and copyrighted or something, yeah. whatever, you'll be good. Still feel like, uh, there's, there's a Korean pop singer with the fucking Chim Chim as a moniker, so like my... Well, then, then you might want to go Chim X Chim. My, my rights of uh, being able to, yeah, have Chim Chim as cricket. like a copyrighted thing is probably long gone. Jump on <laughs> that shit. You better jump on it. You better find out. I don't know. Uh, I'm digging the hat, the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Got merch all over. Uh, I got other hats. I got other. I got one of the mugs upstairs. I know. You're so far the only person that has bought merch still. Oh. Cheers to me. But I did get my first payout from Facebook, so, you know. Nice. Good for you. Uh, speaking of mugs. Whole 50 cents. Nine dollar. Nine dollars. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Just uh, I want to give a, a shout out. Um, my wife and I we went to uh, this campsite called Sturgelandia. Uh, she gave us a mug. That's what made me think of it. Um, but place is dope, dude. You go there. You're in the complete middle of nowhere. You're it's Amish country, so the only thing you really hear and see are Amish carts going by, and they got these like dope ass a frame tent like tent lean to things no heat no electricity just a couple solar lights like roughing it yeah three nights out in the middle of nowhere it was dope but at the same time you're like you're super comfortable you're in a regular bed you feel like you got actual protection above you it's it was cool It's a little more than a tent yeah it was like glamping you know what i mean but it was a great first first step for the wife to get her into like camping you know what i mean because she's never really done it but the uh the lady who runs the place was dope uh like super super nice um you know sat down talked with us made us breakfast in the morning uh That's coffee cool. yeah she was just super nice everything was uh all local food local coffee just i don't know it was one of those like hippie spots that you wait somebody was able to grow coffee in new york uh no finger lakes coffee i don't think the, the coffee is grown but it's processed and stuff here. okay i was about That's to say cool. like for science, we need to find out who that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, the the food itself was grown locally. They were local sweet potatoes, um, you know, local apples, that kind of shit. It was it was just really cool, man. And it wasn't like overly hippie, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it had a nice chill hippie vibe to it. I, I dug it. So all I'm hearing is a dude to dude fucking planned vacation this year. Oh, I'd be down. That would be so cool. Uh, they have like actual like canvas tent set up too so you could do like camping camping if you wanted to uh they have uh like open fields and fire pits or you can do they have multiple a-frames a bunch of woods to hike uh you know took my dog off leash the whole time phenomenal i don't know sturgelandia i was very very impressed with you guys thank you for having us out for real but yeah i would i would totally be down to do it with you guys yeah i saw your pictures i'm i'm convinced my arm was thoroughly twisted. Yep. And you all get your own <laughs> tent. I don't have to listen to you snore, Maddie. I'm in. Some I mean, logs. if it's A-frames, you don't have to listen to them. If it's tents, you're probably still going to be listening to them. <laughs> That's, <laughs> fair. That's fair. The whole campsite will be listening to them. Yeah, I, it was a pretty good-sized campsite, so I will say that. And she plans on doing a lot more with it. She wanted to put in, uh, you know, she has, like, a swimming hole there, but she wants to put in, like, an actual pond with, like, a water system. And it's just really cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, but today's episode, we were actually going to kind of deep dive into you guys, right? Yeah. I guess. Tell us everything. Okay, so you oh, see... nothing back. Well, we got to start with this disclaimer of... My neighbor's dog barking in the background? That's one thing. <clears throat> Shut up, Fido. <laughs> uh... <laughs> We all remember things differently because we each, oddly enough, have blacked out certain memories Drugs while other, you know, the other couple have remembered. Well, no, it's, this is just fucking from the stress and some of the traumas we went through as children. That's fair. 
yeah, it's it's funny how the human brain works in that regard for sure. Um, Plus, we're also we are also missing Dubsy's point of view on it too. But you know, we can catch up with that on another day. Yeah, yeah, definitely can. So, I, do you guys want want to run this as like me and Maddie asking you guys questions? Do you guys just want to kind of tell it from your point of view together? Uh, I mean, questions would probably be easier for me. Right. Questions. Just because, like. You, there's certain. We don't want to piss family off or anything like that. Hey, family. I love you guys, but uh, I'm here to piss you off. Well, I mean. We're, <laughs> I don't know if you met me, but I'm Billy. We're just sharing some some insight as to how we came to be. Okay. All right. Um well, but Maddie, you want to start with some questions? You got anything for him, or do you want me to start it off? You start. I don't really know where to like start with the initial question. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing. Like, my disclaimer is, I will not comment on anything. I can't, like, 100 percent say one way or another on. That can't be verified. Yeah. Yeah. Or un- at very least, in my point of view, be verified. Like, if it's something that's like a little hazy, like I'm not gonna be adamant about certain things right he was the youngest through all this too i'm being the oldest so right right okay um start from the beginning yeah. give us some context man like lead us in and hold our hands for the first little bit well yeah i mean so let's well, let's start thing. off with john right nobody held our hands as oh. children <laughs> <laughs> all right um um instead of giving you a very broad question let's start off like What's your first memory, John? First memory? Well, first memories, I'll say, because I don't remember, you know, I'm not going to tell you what specifically I remember first because that's fucking impossible now. But my first memories, I can't remember where the house was, but it was somewhere in the city, and Jimmy was just born. He was an itty-bitty baby. And I think me and Josh had a Hot Wheels track at one point. And our mom playing Nintendo and keeping the Nintendo system on for weeks on end to beat Super Mario Brothers. Okay. So I remember that much. That, I think, is where all of us got our gaming gene from because our mother actually kept up with that kind of shit, surprisingly. I, I mean, we've talked about that before on the podcast. My mom used to play Nintendo too. Like <coughs> when I was a kid, it was kind of a normal thing for like young parents to do. Oh yeah, they were they were still kids themselves. Our right. my, my mom was fuck twenty something when she had me. She was I think twenty twenty one for you. Twenty or twenty one, yeah. Okay. So, so by yeah. the time I was in the picture, she would have been like twenty three, twenty four. Okay. Wait, so how fucking old are you guys? John, I know, like, you're, like, 32. Dirt. 33? Mold is dirt, no. I'm 35. Really? Oh, shit. I will be 32 in, like, 13 days. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, all right, Jimmy, well, what's your first memory? Uh, super dark, but, uh, first memory, probably choking out some kittens. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> it? Oh, yep. Um, yep. Well, this turned fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally. I oh, was yeah. like, toddler. I was a toddler still. Okay, and he was. Yeah, he wasn't even a toddler, dude. He Cute, was... fluffy kittens, and I just, I hugged him to death. 
He did. Our cat, I, want, okay. I, I don't remember the name of the cat, but our cat had a litter of kittens. One of them I affectionately called Bugsy. Well, Bugsy was real Bugsy after I was done with him. <laughs> well, his eyes were like a little protruding out of no his head already. Way. And then, you know, Jimmy got a hold of him. Yo, <laughs> yeah. that's so dark. Yeah. Now, I'm laughing because I don't know how else to fucking react. Your, body, your brain can't process that any other way. It can be pretty hard to make me speechless. How old were you? <laughs> I don't remember exactly because I, I mean, was, that was... If, if you had to guess, John, if you had young. to say. That's your first memory? Like, yeah. actual memory? Yeah, yeah. He was maybe... I love fucking, you, bro. I, I, I would doubt <laughs> he was two yet. I would doubt he was two yet. Oh. This kid would... Okay, our mom used to do the cloth diapers. Okay. Wash them and all that shit. Yeah. I, I'm actually for cloth diapers. This kid would take his diapers, his sheets, whatever, tie them together, straight up like Tommy Pickles style, and climb out of his fucking crib. Really? Yeah. I was Constantly. I was, I was a very intelligent and quick developing child. He had some... Big so, brothers that like to get into trouble, so, you know. Got to join them. Got to bring the little one for a ride. Okay. All right. Um, Fuck. Yeah, I did <laughs> not expect that. When you said dark, I didn't expect that, dude. Yeah, like. Man, that would have been, like, made my question great, because I was just going to be like, so when somebody asks you about your childhood, what's the first thing that pops into mind? Suffocating kittens, apparently. <laughs> Choking them out, not suffocating. He choked them out. Okay. No, no, Maddie. Same thing. Yeah, it's not the same I mean, thing. You're suffocating something. You're not looking at it in the face. Well, he <laughs> <laughs> was like this, dude. No, Jimmy. That's not a hug. That's not how you <laughs> hug people. It was a. It was a. Oh God. Kitten. Yo, you better never try to give he me a hug. Good my kids a hug. <laughs> <laughs> How many kittens did this happen to before you guys stopped it? I, just those ones. As far as I just remember, one cat. Just well, two because I had two at once. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was <laughs> double fisting the fluff that time. <laughs> oh, this is brutal. He had good intentions. Well, we lost our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I know. Fuck. You're about to lose a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Now we're going to get in trouble with PETA. Shit. <laughs> I just got fired. <laughs> Restart. Restart. <laughs> oh. What's up? I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> and PETA does I... not ta stand for people eating tasty animals. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, you get in trouble for that one. Um. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's one way to start it off. Um, <laughs> okay, so, I mean, that being your first memory, does that, do you think that affects your outlook on life at all, your, your perspective? Uh, I mean, I'm quite aware of the fragility of life, so. <laughs> <laughs> we all so. learned that day real quick how fragile life can be. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I respect animals. I, it might have, you know. Coax me to be that way. Okay, that's like, right. I mean, you are very like even like now. dogs that I know are aggressive and have tried to bite me. I don't fuck them up because they're still a dog and they they're just a don't really Act, know any better. Acting out of instinct. Well, I'm really glad that like you're good with animals because that's definitely the start of a fucking serial killer story. Children are a different story. No, I think, <laughs> I think serial killers are more along the aspects of like they. 
torture animals and they like purposely try to hurt them. I think Jimmy was more of like maybe slightly an autistic child who just got a little too comfy petting the kitten. You know what I mean? Just throwing it out there. Slightly autistic? <laughs> I mean, to be fair. Never like, diagnosed. <laughs> object permanence was a new thing for me, and those kittens were not permanent. <laughs> not once you got a hold of them. Um, okay. <clears throat> so... What point did you guys, because, I mean, I know personally that you guys wound up in the foster system. At what point did that happen for you? I was middle of fifth grade, or just starting fifth grade. A couple months in, maybe. Jim, you want to go knock on the door and pet no, the dog real quick? I think you were a little <laughs> older than that, John. No, I was. I don't think anybody's home, and I think they put the dog in the basement is the problem, so it's coming through the vents. I either I either skipped a grade or I was going into fifth grade when it happened. No. No. I remember distinctly fifth grade starting or was in, it fourth? in the Iran. It might have been, fourth. It might have been fourth for me. Because I went to Eastman and they were like, Oh, you're in third grade still. And I was like, no, I'm in fourth. I'm going into fourth this year because of my age. Because I'm, I'm like right before the cutoff. Date. You went to Hellendale. Was where you went when we started foster care. You were in Hellendale. Me and Josh went to Laurel. I went. Party. I know. I went to Durand Eastman too, though. That was when we were with Mrs. T and shit. No, you went to Duran Eastman when we got back in with mom, and uh, we were finishing our school years in the Randaquate school system. So, how does like being in foster care like affect? See, this is this, see this is the shit right here because we can't we, we can't peg dates even because it's it's that difficult for us to remember shit. Well, because it's, it's confusing at this it point. It was you, you we do it, and before we even were in foster care, we moved fucking constantly. We were moving like every year or so. Okay, so Maddie, I know you have a question. Do you mind if I jump in with one more here? Thank you, sir. Um, what led up to that point of getting you guys into foster care, like? You know, what What about your childhood led to that point? I can remember distinctly a couple things. Uh, oh, well, there was the one defining thing that started the whole investigation. And that's when he caught the serpentine belt across the back. Yep. Um, yeah, okay. All right. Well, explain. Give, give more detail than that. Okay. Um, Card broken down while uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the hell we were doing, where we were at. Whole family's in the car, though. It's fucking must have been four or five o'clock, rush hour traffic, car broke down. Gotta be in the middle of summer because it's hot as fuck outside. Us being kids in a broken down car, we don't want to sit in a car. So yeah. luckily, Chim's dad pulled it off into a stone parking lot where he was looking under the hood. We were getting antsy in the backseat. We jump out, we start running around in the parking lot because it's empty. A bunch of kids are fucking bored, don't want to sit in a hot car. Well, you know, he's telling us, get back in the car, get back in the car. These two jump back in the car. I don't want to listen. I make him chase me around the car a couple times, and then he's got the broken serpentine belt and just whack right across the back. Yeah. I jumped in the car. 
after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I bet your ass did. Um, but then the next day at school, I think it was, I can't remember how it came up. I think because I probably had a couple of other bruises and such, I got called in the counselor's office, and they wanted to know what was up. They started doing the whole looking, doing the fucking photographs, all that shit. And I, I knew something was weird. Something was off right then and there. Right. Right. I mean, you're young at that point. You know, if what's fifth grade? Twelve years old? Thirteen? No. Younger than that, probably like ten, eleven. Yeah. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're young. You I, you know something's up. You just can't really you know process exactly what it is. I remember we were at school midday. They pulled us out of school, all three of us, right out of school. Didn't tell us anything. I was like, we're going to we're, we're taking you guys somewhere where it's going to be safe. They took us to. Brookshire Farms foster care offices. I want to say that was in Sibley Tower, downtown Rochester. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember the floor off the top of my head. But we were in that office from probably about 1 o'clock in the afternoon till about 1 o'clock in the morning until they had us placed. Oh, they had you placed that fast into a foster home. Oh, yeah. New York State does not fuck around when it comes to kids. Really? Oh, they do not play. So that was the investigation was less than 24 hours. Yeah, like well, they had enough proof right from that guidance counselor visit like but, okay, mean, these kids aren't safe. Mm, so then they yeah. start well, then you know, that whole time we're in that office they're asking us questions. Well, have you guys ever noticed any funny smells? Any, any odd behavior from your parents, this, that, and the other. And, of gotcha. course, us being naive kids. Giving them the full rundown. Telling them exactly what we're going on, you know, without yeah. even knowing. Right, right. And, yeah, so that's what ended up happening. So was it just, like, um, overreaction and, like, overreaching on their part? Or, like, were you guys, like, not oh, no. actually safe? <sighs> they, the, the, it, we were yes and no safe. Like, our parents would never do anything to intentionally harm us, but they were also users of substances at the time. So not enough right minds. Rage fits would happen. I remember distinctly myself, his father picking me up one time and throwing me across the living room like a rag doll. Shit. That shit was scary. I I mean, also as a 90s kid, (laughs) that's kind of normal. I mean, for some of us, I definitely got tossed. I'll put true. your ass through a damn wall. Yeah, man. I'm outside. There are no walls. Well, then I'll build a fucking wall and I'll put your ass through it. <laughs> You're not fucking wrong. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I can sympathize. I've been I've been through some shit growing up, too. But, like, I mean, you were running around the fucking car. You were told to get in multiple times. Whether we were, it's a leather belt or a serpentine belt, you should have crossed. Caught that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so that's the thing, though, is that's child abuse. To right. Hit, to hit your child like that. That's... That is child. The hand is one yeah. thing to use a fucking object that, you and know. especially a serpentine belt, that's going to leave a fucking mark. Well, I'm kidding about the serpentine belt. But I don't right. actually mean. I mean, it. I mean, a leather belt's going to leave a mark too, but a serpentine belt is going to fucking hurt, dude. That I mean, I've caught electrical cords. Electrical cords. Yeah, like I've I've had a lamp smashed on me and whipped with the fucking cord afterward. Oh, okay. So I so yeah, like same kind of. 
you know the idea, man. Maddie, were you ever in foster care? <laughs> no. Jeez. My uh, but, my grandparents intervened and kept that shit from happening. Well, yeah, that's that was almost a an whole other part too. of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Back to you guys. Back to you guys. <laughs> we'll get on Maddie one day. Don't worry. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, well, no, wow. I mean, like he like like he was saying, our we we had people try to intervene, try to prevent us from going into the system. Okay. So who who intervened? Who tried to prevent you? Um, pretty sure our grandparents did. Um, I know personally, uh, like my best friend's mom, they were going to take care of me. Um, not so much the other two, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, New York State, they, for the most part, don't want to break up the families, right? Yeah. Okay. They typically try not to. Yeah. So that, that brings us to another thing too, actually. So when we had gotten placed, we were placed with probably some of the best people we've ever met in my in my opinion I've ever met in my life. Shirley and John Thomas took care of us like they we were their own damn kids. That's awesome. Um, this is how we learned of Black Gospel Church as well. Okay, fucking fun experience that is. This is why uh, we're not. At least, I mean. I can speak for me and John. I don't know about Josh. He uses certain words a little, a little too much. But I like, think that's because he's down south a little. I too long. consider us like very not racist because we were raised in a black home for like three years. Yeah, or at least a few. I mean, three I've, years. I've known you guys for years. Or at least it was at least racist. two. I know. I yeah. And mom swears it was like one. We were in the foster care system. Like no, we were in there for a couple few years. Right. Because I went through. From fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, we were with, we eighth were grade. Mr. and Mrs. T for a while, and then you went out to Hamlin. Josh went to, uh, and then me, me and Josh went to Henrietta. Henrietta, and then you and Josh got split up. And then Josh went to Betty's, and then I you came, came to out Hamlin. to Hamlin. Yeah. So, um, just because I don't know the way that the foster system works, why did you guys leave the original house? That brings me to the point of our foster mother. She was like I said, like I said, she was a sweetheart. She raised us like we were her own kids. But, but with that, she let our mom take us for unsupervised, undocumented, unscheduled, sanctioned gotcha. visits. Gotcha. So she was breaking the the rules of the breaking the yes. rules. Gotcha. Our mom, so far as I know, yes, is the one that ended up blowing herself in on that and that's when the system intervened again and was like okay well now we're going to make that impossible we're going to put this kid 20 miles this direction these kids are going to go over here in 10 miles that direction have fun trying to figure that out again it that was miserable that was hell that that was hell for me personally because i you know yeah he went from we've been in the city our whole lives to he got shipped to a fucking farm and treated like farm equipment. And <laughs> I didn't have any family with me. I was fucking. Yeah. I felt so closed out. Yeah, it was fucking frightening. Well, explain that to me, man. What I mean, what as a child, you know, you're what thirteen at that point, <clears throat> give or take. You're on your own. You're in a house with people you don't know, and you're. I mean, this is your home. Like, what does that feel like to you? It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Very I mean, the kids, 
the kids were were cool enough because you know there were other foster kids going through the same shit, so they kind of had an understanding of what the fuck I was feeling. Um, but in the same sense, like I, you know, they learned the background of me and like how I had my brothers at one point and then poof, just gone, don't have them no more. I mean, my brothers were my anchor in my fucking when we when we went to foster care, right? And then I went through a huge bout of depression. Which took me down some dark paths. Were the other foster kids okay with you? Did they treat you okay? So I don't know about his experience before I got there, but they did have own biological children in the house too that got treated. We got treated as second class in comparison to their own kin. The biological children were also adults. Not all of them. No, I remember distinctly her son... I'm not going to name names because I don't want to bash people like that, especially if they're post-mortem or anything. Right. You're not, you're, we're not here to peace. talk bad about right. anyone. We're just here to so explain your story. So that foster parent had her son, his wife, and their kid living in a finished-out basement. Her 30-something-year-old daughter also lived in the house. And then there was two other bedrooms with two bunk beds that had two foster kids each in them. Okay. Um, we were also, you know, made to do chores and all that around the house, which was no big deal. I had no problem doing chores except for the fact that it was only the foster kids going out to the horse stables, cleaning out the stalls on a regular basis, putting down the bedding, blah, blah, blah. When the daughter who lived in the house was the one that technically owned the horses. I will say, uh, I'm sorry, pause real quick. That bitch still owes me. $50 for moving a bale of fucking hay. You'll never see it. I know, but I'm just (laughs) saying, I remember that very, very distinctly, okay? Nobody owe Jim Jim money. (laughs) You ain't wrong, dude. Hey, do you remember on August 23rd of uh, 2015 (laughs) when you borrowed those $2 to grab uh, an Arizona iced tea? Back in 1812, I gave you 12 pence. Well, with interest, motherfucker, that's a couple dollars now. (laughs) Jesus. Adjusted for inflation. <laughs> All right, so Jimmy, you and Josh, your your older brother, your middle brother. Yeah, you guys got placed together, correct? Yes, after the first home. Um, so in that first home is actually where we met Gary and stuff, though, too. So that's like how long we've oh, known cause, Gary. Because it was out by Gary's house. So our the first home was yes in around the quay, right around the quarter from Gary. Literally, no, it was like fucking six houses down. Like, that's how close we were to Gary. Okay. Um, no, it was right. He, he was on next street over. Oh, right, right. He's no. next, yes, yeah, next street yeah. over. Okay, yeah. Right. We had so a couple any, of friends anyways, in there. within the block. Yeah. Um, so, like, we've had long, lifelong, like, not everything is bad because we have some lifelong friends from the journey through the system and shit. Um, but yeah, from, from that home, me and Josh, we got set to Henrietta, who was actually his foster mother that he got sent out to in Hamlin. Um, the chick we got placed with was her, her foster daughter at one point. So okay. it was like a very systematic, so generational she, feeling she thing. She was raised in the foster system by... The one that, the yeah. one that got custody of me, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <laughs> so in that home, like, they were mostly good, um... But they did have biological children of their own. 
um, and felt the same way. That Prince and the Popper. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, not not to the extreme as it felt in Hamlin, mind you, but like definitely like I remember like there was like probably two incidences that got me moved from that house, got me and Josh moved from that house. Um, and they were both to deal with me and their biological child. And the one time he was being an absolute fucking prick, like, I was like, leave me alone, leave me alone. Like, he was just, like, bum-rushing me and, you know, doing, like, the little kid fucking beat-you-up thing. And I twisted too far and fucking smacked him in the forehead with my elbow. Whoopsie. Um, but, like, I was just like this. Like, like I wasn't, like, doing anything intentional. Right. Um... And then probably the other one. I thought I I was I was I was thinking it was involving their child, but it, I think it had something to do with Josh. So I can't. I'm like a little fuzzy on the details, so I'm not gonna not gonna say that. Um, but the other thing I can think of offhand that I think was the straw that broke the camel's back was the fact that uh, she apparently kept some loose change in her shoes. Interesting. Um, and I just so happened to find it as, like, 11, 10, 11-year-old, 11 you know, going to school. Candy in the bar money. Right. Right. Um, so I think that's literally, I think that's why we got replaced was that incident was because, oh, I can't I can't have no thief in my house. And it's like. Gotcha. You've, that almost feels like a setup. Yeah. Right. Oh, fuck keeps now that I'm older, yes. Yeah, it feels very, shoes. very, right, very yeah. set up. Um, you ever had Bailey's from a shoe? No, but I used to keep my pocket change. I remember also that time, like during that time though, like I went to school and like I was stealing shit from the lunch lines and shit because okay. like I wasn't getting enough food. Oh, really? Okay. Um, like at home? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I distinctly remember getting caught by a lunch lady the one time getting walked to the, like the principal's office and making a whole big deal about like stealing from the school and shit and then I'm just like dude breaking, I'm hungry I'm breaking down crying because I'm just literally like hungry <laughs> yeah, and it's fucked at least I know probably similar in both houses was like if you did something wrong you were getting a fucking third degree like they want to know details everything like you could have taken a fucking stick of gum unintentionally and that was it. That was the end of the fucking world. So yeah, um, I knew that was. Rough, man. You know, no, I, I feel like <coughs> I should have to live like that. And then um, I've never understood schools though, like <coughs> charging kids to eat to <coughs> is like the most fucked up thing possible. It's not the kids they're trying charging to charge, kids though. to eat prison food is the most fucked up thing in the world. Yeah, <coughs> prisoners it's, eat for free. It's and not eat quite prison food, but it's it's similar. Um, okay, so at this point you get kicked out. Where do you go? I go to Hamlin and where with does, John. Where does Josh And go? then Josh goes to Betty, who was somewhere in the city. Um, okay. Uh, uh, another African-American lady. In the rougher um, parts of the city. Yeah, so okay. Josh had it rough at that point because not only was he alone in a new foster home, he was alone... In a new foster home. In the middle. And of the, the only white boy going to his school. Yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. So he had it rough for that time. Um, I know that for a fact. Um, but that's all I can really say at that point. Like, I know 
I know Josh and his foster mother that he was with are were on really good terms and still might be. Oh, really? Um, so, so do you guys talk to any of your foster parents still? We, I personally, I mean, it's been like fucking 10 years now again, but like after I graduated high school and stuff, I know I went, I went, me, I think it was me and Josh, we went back and we saw Mr. Uh, Mr. T, because oh, Mr. Okay. T had passed. Oh, I'm sorry. To hear I've that, seen guys. him. A, I've seen him a time or two too since then. But like, I want to say he's passed on now too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, um, guys. That's so we that's a loss like for you. the good ones. Yes, we absolutely went and visited. Like that's. I mean, I mean that's kind of from an outside perspective. It's cool, man. I mean, because yeah. it's it's people that helped influence. Well, you that's the way school. we've seen it too. I remember. Yeah, the one time I did run into him because he used to work the butcher counter at. Wegmans <laughs> in Aranaquay. And I went up there the one day. And I was like, hey, do you remember me? He's like, I think I do. That's cool. So how does that shape you guys now that you're adults? Like, the it not did. everything else, but, like, solely focusing on the foster care system. Like, how does that impact kind of, like, how you view things? I think it helped me develop a view on life that not everybody thinks of things the same way. Not everybody goes through shit the same way. And not everybody handles shit the same way. And people just need to fucking be patient with each other. Because we all... It's like communication is so fucking hard sometimes. Even when we're speaking the same fucking language. Yeah. I fuck. I mean, we do it every Monday, and it's hard as fuck, and we're idiots. Ah, <laughs> but, uh, but real communication is right. Is hard, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, and and my point of view, like, along with that, like, uh, what's a way to word this? Like, my survival, like, survival instincts and shit like that are. I feel so much higher than they would be if, oh, yeah. like, I had a normal yeah. everyday upbringing. Oh, yeah. It, I I mean, I I had a different upbringing than you guys outside of the foster system, like, growing up, you know, in, in the hood and that kind of stuff and seeing di- different perspectives on life. And I think the, the mere fact that you guys grew up with so many uh, – parental type figures in your life would definitely give you that survival survival instinct i mean it's it's not even so much from the multiple guardians that we had it's more so like and at least in my case it's from going because we were always moving when we were younger before we went into the system then to go into the system then move multiple times through the system and then after the system to move around multiple more times like i never it's never in one area for too long to actually build like a community or a friendship type of thing we've always been comfortable not putting roots down like i'm like you know me i'm a homebody and shit like i'm a very introverted person typically but you throw me in a crowd of people and i'm very talkative oh yeah dude you're a little social butterfly when you need to be and it's that's that's what i mean like survival instinct like wise like navigating clicks and shit like that growing up and like just See, I, I literally do don't have a single fucking ally because I get thrown into a brand new school and like 
right, you're on soon, your own again. where I was the opposite. I was the one to shut down and just clam up. Okay. So, I, I mean, explain that, man. Um, you know, we've seen Jimmy's perspective of, like, being able to get out there. Why? What made you clam up? I don't know. I just... I felt like my brother's always best been my best friends growing up, and then because of the fact that we kept moving around so often, I there was no point in me trying to get attached to anybody else because they'd, they'd be gone the next year. Um. So yeah, it really hit me hard when I got separated from them in the foster system, and then of my own dumb free choosing, I fucking went. Got into a relationship, which ended up causing me to separate from my family yet again. That was, again, my own dumb choice, but I learned my lesson there. But moving around, not having anybody comfortable, like I'm you know, familiar with or comfortable opening up to, I just, I would shut down. I would bottle everything up. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I feel like that's part of the reason I spiraled into such a bad depression at one point was because I had no one to talk to, no one would listen to me, and it didn't feel like anybody cared. I struggle with that now. It's like one of the survival complexes that, like, from what I went through that I took away, constantly feeling like even though there's people there, the only person you have is yourself to rely yourself. The exactly. art of self-reliance. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made our way back. It's come full circle. <laughs> Circle uh, of life, baby. So for our newer listeners that uh, never caught our first episode ever. Um, Count yourself lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the art of self-reliance. Yeah. Uh, so I, don't, I don't even think we made five minutes for that episode. Yeah, no, we made it real, real short. I don't even know if we ever actually put it out, come to think of it. I don't know. Um, I know that it, it wouldn't exist either way. But for new listeners, uh, yeah, it's an inside joke. Get used to it. <laughs> get used to it. Don't get butt hurt. All right. Um, so do you feel like uh, as an adult you've been able to work your way out of that um, that mindset? Yeah. Yeah. Being able to reconnect with my family definitely has helped me a lot. Um, I've been lucky enough to spend 10 years with the same person who – Deals with my crazy bullshit. Oh, no shit. You guys have been together 10 years, huh? 10 years today. Fuck, happy fucking anniversary. Thank you. For the viewers that can't see, uh, John's significant other is over here uh, on on the, the casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta sit a casting couch, though, man? <laughs> Why Jesus. did you take it dirty, huh? Because this is the dude to dude podcast. Of course I'm gonna take it dirty. <laughs> Um, Where's your lab coat, Dr. Cuckleberg? <laughs> Give me uh, a joint in an armchair. And again, for our newer listeners that haven't <laughs> heard her episode because it doesn't exist anymore, Lydia will be coming back on the uh, the show to talk about her experiences. Uh, can, can, I, can I give a little hint? Yeah, she likes to whip men and get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> Not me, though. <laughs> she doesn't get paid for that at least <laughs> No If anything she leaves the money on the next stand <laughs> um, Alright Way off topic Try to peg some things <laughs> Oh Jesus <laughs> oh, done. That'll I'm be done. funny In a couple weeks folks <laughs> <laughs> So 
uh, after foster care, um, what you guys, well, I guess you're still in foster care at this point, right? Because you went somewhere else after uh, Hamlin, correct? No, that no, was... Hamlin was... Hamlin our, was it. Yeah, the end of our stint. Okay, and Josh stayed in? No, Josh got out at the same time. As we all we all returned to our mother. Like she she time. was deemed fit to be a mother again, so the state was like, "Yeah, have all your fucking kids. We, we're done with them." Got it. Spit us out like used. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys like harbor like resentment or anything for that? Or, like the shit that you had to go through. Or? Towards who? Towards what? Towards what? And we're like what? Elaborate on your question, sir. Uh, I guess more like towards like your parents. I will for... say this: I was, as any parent would say, disappointed <laughs> with how things were handled by certain parties throughout the whole fucking fiasco. My mother included. I love you, ma, but let's be real: you fuck some shit up. I'll be honest. There's a little resentment there, um, but we turned out okay. Did you? <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm trying to buy a house now, all right? I, know, I, didn't, I didn't think I'd get that far in life, I've right? been told by regular non-neurodivergent people <laughs> that I turned out really, really good Considered. for somebody that went through foster oh, yeah. care. I've heard so. that myself as well. I've heard that myself as well. And, 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 and also to say, our mother has been doing much better at being a mother now. So, there is that. Okay. So, do you guys feel like it was actually necessary, or do you think it was just a situation that was just made too complex for kids at such a young age, or do you feel like it was actually necessary for you guys to have to like to go through the system? Foster? Yeah. No, it, it was it definitely was... necessary. It, we would not have. I don't think we'd be sitting here if we had not gone through the system. That's where I disagree, but I'm. Teach his own. <laughs> I I disagree. I think it wasn't necessary, but it became necessary because of our mother. Gotcha. Well, that, what about it? Do you? Well, yeah. No, where about like, that? You that's, feel like, like because that, we had we had other options besides the system. Okay. All right. Yes. All okay. right. Well, see now you got to elaborate on those options, though. See. So, like like I said, I mean, grandma and grandpa would have right. taken us. Right. Um, your grandmother would have taken us. Yes, yeah, my okay. grandmother. My dad so, tried so to take us. We kind of glazed over that. We didn't yeah, really. Yeah, why go. didn't they? Yeah. So, like, what happened? Where is the disconnect that they're like, okay, the is, system is your shot, and not these other family members? This is where the resentment comes in. Okay. So our mother fought it all in court. Well, that's fucking stupid. Um, like I like my last point was my dad was going to take all of us. She made him sign his rights over. Wait, your dad was going to take all of you? Yes. Wasn't it him that created the abuse situation it in the first place? It was, but she was the one that... Was considered unfit? Was unfit. Like... I'm a little confused. Because yeah. when it, uh, upon further investigation, like... My dad's always been a functioning addict. He was a functioning addict until a few years ago type of situation like he used he's, to hold, a, he's a good talker he used to hold down a job gotcha and still should have heard from him should have heard from outside of the family from third parties 
Um, my dad was still deemed fit. Yes, he fucked up because, but he told them he was swiping at his ass with his hand and the belt was still in his hand and he just, the belt just fucking went across his back. It's not like he like cocked back and fucking. Gotcha. Um, and I can see that. I've. I've like if you got something in your hand, my dad's my dad was a mechanic. My dad is still well, not anymore. He's too old to get under a fucking car, but like, it's what he did. So like he just you not you you doing your work. You you were like, where did I set that thing down? It's still in your fucking hand. It happens to me at least fucking once a week. <laughs> I'm gonna say from an outside perspective, it sounds like your dad fucking hit him with the belt. I'm going to say from my perspective, it felt like your dad hit me with the fucking belt. <laughs> oh, there you go. He didn't break skin, though, so... You left a mark. Okay. And Bro, that, it's that, a serpentine belt. That shit, you drop it on your toe, it's leaving a mark. There's also the time he threw me across the living room like a rag doll. I'm, it does sound like an unsafe yeah. environment for a child. Do you remember, you know, Drake's rage fits and shit like that? Oh, yeah. So... Oh, I do. He, hey, he was hey, still... Hey, hey, he's not calling your dad out. I'm, I, mean, I know, I'm just saying, I'm just explaining that Drake was still a fit parent. Jake didn't well, end up in the system. Well, was he, though? Or did he just not wind up in the system? I'm just saying, like, no, he absolutely fucking wasn't, but according to New York State, he was. That's that's what I'm trying to get, that's get across. because the signs of abuse weren't so... My, basically, my dad was a smooth talker, and that's why he was still deemed fit. Gotcha. And and if your dad ever listens to this, I'm I'm not trying to call your dad. Out At either. least in We're, my perspective, like my, 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 my dad can come on and fucking talk shit if he wants. Like, <laughs> We're just you know he's, right, so yeah, trying to hear a, both sides of the story. Well, yeah, and then um, so yeah, I I found this out. I personally found out how much my mom fought um, from the third party, um, which is my best friend, the triplets' mom, right, Peggy. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, she's. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's a sweetheart. I, I've um, met her a couple of times, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, like, that's about as reliable as a source for the, the, the gray area shit that I do have, like the, the gray memories that aren't 100% concrete. Like, gotcha. she's filled in the gaps and shit for me, and she's a reliable fucking source. Like, I'll go to bat for her any fucking day. <laughs> so what do you guys think about the foster system in general? Like the New York State foster system, because to me, to, it it sounds wild. I I guess I understand because you want to keep children safe, but to be able to take a child from a parent within twenty four hours just seems a little it's, wild. It it honestly, I think it is a little wild because then not only were we in that, let alone they kept us in a fucking meeting room for like fucking twelve hours into the fucking wee hours of the morning to place us. Um, when they were placing us, our parents literally were standing there watching as we were getting released to other fucking people. Wow. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. It sucked. And, like, my grandmother was there. Uh, it's one of the fucking fondest memories I have of her still. Um, still have it. A uh, little, she gave me a little, little foot from, uh, Land Before Time. Right I've, I've seen, bit. yeah, you're good, dude. Oh my uh, god, I've seen that little foot before. I do. I remember that one. I remember asking you but about that too. Yeah, that's all the time they they gave her. She couldn't even like. She was like, "Here, I got you. This everything's gonna be okay. I love you. Bye." See, when you when you have, when there is somebody like that, the state should fuck off. 
There should be no question. There should be no deliberation of, no, we're ripping you from your parents. We're putting you with these strange. Like, no, if there's somebody like that, kids should go there. And I feel so strongly with that because I would have been just like you guys if it weren't for my grandfather and my grandmother. And that is why to this day they're like fucking saints in my eyes because I would have gone through the same fucking thing as you guys. And my grandfather was so hard to determined all that shit has happened. He like was one of those people like if you take my grandchildren, you're taking me too. And it's either going to be in cuffs or a stretcher because my grandfather was going to fight physically to keep them from taking us. So I don't understand why if your mother's not a fit mother to raise a child, why she's a fit mother to testify in court that you shouldn't go to your grandparents. How the fuck does that make sense? Exactly. Like, I don't... Like, what? She I'm, should have no say whatsoever well, at that point. No offense, Madre. Like, I love you. You, got, you gotta you understand, this is, this is me, the 90s, right? though, too. So, like, shit was wild in the 90s. Yeah. They didn't have it really figured um, out. And, like, I, I maybe from your mother's perspective, like, if your grandparents got you, then... She had no chance of getting you back, at least with the foster system. She had a chance to clean up and get you back and see you. And I mean, you're, I'm sure your mother had her reasons. You know what I mean? And, and without her, I mean, unless you guys know her reasoning, has she ever told you? Okay, that's and you know what? But I'm, I'm sure she does have her reasonings. And you know, it's it's easy for for me to sit here from an outside perspective and say things. You know what I mean? So, Madre, please. You know me. I, I mean you absolutely no harm. I love you to death. Um, I'm just trying to to play devil's advocate as usual. But doesn't I mean it, it from from my perspective? Why would the court allow a mother like that to make any choice in the child's life at that point? It's wild. Um, yeah. But I mean, you guys, you you turned out good. And Madre, she really fucking tries hard to make up for it. She's a fucking great mother now. She really does fucking take care of you guys. She took care of me growing up. You know what I mean? Like, John, you weren't really around for that because you were with your girlfriend at the time. But, like, your mom really fucking took care of me. She oh, I know. Me. She fucking let me sleep at her house. Like I know. Even when we were kids, we were always the Kool-Aid house. Everybody wanted to hang out. It, it was, for the me, Kool-Aid it was more than hanging like out, dude. Like. Your, well, your mom gave me a, a place to be when my home environment wasn't a good one. Our mom was the is the mom that everybody would you go to. Now don't forget and that. just call her mom because she would. She'd like make you a fucking sandwich or something, you know. Yeah, like everyone called her Ma Duke, so uh, and I felt like I had to be different, so I call her Madre. It's just like everyone calls her Ma or Ma Dukes or Mom or. No, I get it one hundred percent. Like there's there's been a couple of people like that for me too. Man, no wonder why, like, the the four of us just fucking fit. Because our wieners are the same size? Three inches? I definitely have the smallest dick in the group. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) I definitely have more than three inches. Yeah. You guys are all a bunch of skinny guys. I know how that fucking pans out. Well, you know with every 30 pounds you lose, you gain an inch of wiener, right? (coughs) Man, I hope not. I don't need to be that wide. Just saying, dude. Just saying, every 30 pounds you lose, you gain an inch of wiener. That's just because you can see more of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly why. And it's because the, the, you know, not to be all graphic and shit.
Hey there, dudes. We interrupt this episode to remind you that the Dude to Dude podcast is proudly brought to you by, well, us, the dudes themselves. Are you enjoying the wild and hilarious conversations we have on the show? Want more mind-expanding discussions about aliens, social life, paranormal phenomena, video games, movies, mental health, and everything in between? Well, good news, dudes. We've got a whole library of episodes ready for your listening pleasure. Join us every week as we dive deep into fascinating topics, share unique perspectives, and have a blast along the way. Whether we're riffing on public domain movies, geeking out about the latest gaming trends, or exploring the mysteries of the universe, there's never a dull moment on the Dude to Dude podcast. But the little fat pouch, like where your wiener starts, actually like starts to shrink, so it, your wiener actually gets bigger. It's the, it's a thing. Look it up. Man, if I lose that much, that's why John I'm going into porn if I can lose this much weight. That's why John weighs 100 pounds and he's fucking six foot tall so he can have a six foot wiener. No, as long as he's not excited, he shrinks. I was in the pool. <laughs> Don't women know about shrinkage? <laughs> All right, so, I mean, as adults, what do you... Would, what do you feel about the foster system? Do you feel like it's a good thing for kids? Do you feel like, I mean, go from there. I feel like if they've straightened up their background checks on people <coughs> and, and like actually found more solid people like the Thomases, kids will be okay for sure. If you've got people abusing the system and using these kids as paychecks and workhorses, you might end up with more people fucked up in life than, than not. Okay. Or you might get the lucky bunch like us who fucking make it through and somehow still end up being some somewhat productive members of society. Every, every other story that I know of, like, people that I've come across, no per like, still no personally to this day that have been in the system like that, none of it's been good. I won't mention her by name, but there's a girl I, I went to school with years ago who her foster dad uh, raped her and knocked Jesus her up. Christ. Wow. And she was forced to go through all of that. That's wild, dude. On top of it being like an abusive environment. Well, yeah. Obviously it was an abusive Yeah, if you place kids with scumbags like that, then yeah, it's going to fuck a lot of people <laughs> up. Like, I know, I know guys that are now since dead now because of like growing up in the system being fucked up like that. That turned into huge addicts, and at such young ages. Yeah, a way to escape. I mean, I, so. it it makes me a little happier hearing like a success story because like having the view on it like that. Um, when I was in a situation where my roommate ended up getting investigated by CPS, which caused me to get investigated by CPS just by proxy, I had to have that fear. Of like losing my kid, and like that's all the kind of negative shit that I could fucking take away from it. So like anytime those fucking people show up, I'd be like, no, you can't come in my fucking house. She's not here. Her kid's not here. I'm here with my kid. Fuck off. Me and my kid have nothing to do with this. I was fucking in a whole different fucking county when shit happened. I came home like the next fucking day, super early in the morning. Can remember seeing her kid sitting at the table and being like. What the fuck happened? Like, the kid looks like he went fucking rounds with Conor McGregor. Oh, uh, he fell. I'm like, down the stairs ten times? 
here's the kicker though a dude that I worked with that she was dating said no you can just go up to bed you can sleep he's misbehaving I'll handle him apparently this dude was outside smoking a cigarette and her kid was standing at the door and he fell asleep standing up at the door and his face bounced off the door who's did? the kids? yeah I to this day still think the dude that I worked with had something to do with it <coughs> like 100% <coughs> and ever since then I stopped looking at the same he started acting like Way different to like her, like even to me. And him and I were pretty strong friends, like I am with you guys. I'll fucking whoop any one of your asses beating on a kid. Only within reason. Only within I'll, reason. I'll discipline, but like I... Yeah, but, but that's different than beating a fucking kid. Like, dude, my my dad hit me in the back. Not to like, CPS, fucking, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, my dad whapped me upside the back of the head, dude. That was fucking, that was normal. That was, oh, a, oh fucked you fucked up. up. Right, yeah. It wasn't, it never hurt, but, you know, probably not the best thing to do because it probably caused a little brain damage. No, dude, seriously, even uh, yeah. even small hits to the head, like, repetitively can cause brain damage. It's the, the, the whole thing, especially when you're young. Yeah, yeah, the bottom. But I don't even think you can do that anymore, can you? I mean, you would know you're a dad. Can you Can you bottom fucking... You're not supposed to strike your children at all, whether it's discipline of any form. Can you tickle them? Fucking tickle torture? I don't know. That might be fucking considered pedophilia. Like it, To it, tickle it, your kid? Dude, it is hard being a parent nowadays. Like, I'm one of those dudes... My dad used to tickle me till I pissed, dude. <laughs> like, hard. My <laughs> so, dad would tickle the fuck out of me. So you guys know, like, I got my two boys. Fucking love them to death. But, like, I'm one of those dudes where, like, I still... Kind of want to try for one more because I want a daughter. Not for any fucking weird reason, but like seeing like friends or like uh, my brother, who I'm now estranged with, uh, like how he was with like his stepdaughter and having that like close bond that like daddy's little girl kind of like bond. Oh, yeah, dude. Like my, my little sister made me want a girl more than a boy. Like that shit's, I don't know, that like resonates, resonates with me in some kind of like way. I don't know. You you want a daughter so you can dress her up in little outfits. It's fine. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like yeah, you know, put bows in her hair, do her hair. Like, Maddie wants fine. a real-life Barbie it's doll. It's fine. Paint her nails? No, not really, like, to that. I don't know. I, like, I can't <laughs> explain. All right, all right. So, for instance, dude, today, today I was watching uh, Facebook Reels, and uh, I came across one, and it was, you know, it was a sappy one. It was, like, uh, a mom taking a video, and she's like, <clears throat> something about uh, you don't want to miss the moments like these. And the little girl had gotten all done up in a, um, like a princess outfit, and she came up to the dad and said, hey, do you want to dance? And the dad stopped what he was doing, and he got up and said, of course I want to dance with you, and treated her like a little princess for a moment. And it was the saddest, sappiest thing, and I shed a little tear because it's fucking adorable, dude. It reminded me of my little sister, and to have a little girl like that would fucking... Oh, dude, she, yeah. I'd be wrapped around her finger. I'd be fucked. Exactly. I'd be so screwed. See, like, I come home, and sometimes out of Leon, I can get the, Daddy's home! He runs over and try to give me a hug. You know what I get 99% of the time? Fucking ignored by my oldest. Fuck him for getting older. <laughs> And I get beat the fuck up by my youngest. Well, yeah. There, there's not, Daddy's home. He'll run and he'll punch me in the nuts <laughs> and laugh and run away. Well, yeah, that's what you get, dude. Today, 
I fucking there was an See, emergency. I'd be beating that kid. <laughs> <laughs> there was an emergency at his daycare. Not with him, thankfully. So like I had to go like pick him up and I had to try to work from home. Well, like the whole time, like he's climbing up on my lap. Daddy, 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 daddy. I climb in your lap. Da 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 da. He's trying to fucking like smash the keys on my laptop. And I'm like, bro, no, you can't do that. This is like expensive and Daddy, you know work. So he like tries grabbing the fucking charger out of the wall and like running away with it. Like that's just gonna like shut it off. I'm like, no, dude, this thing has a battery. It's still gonna function. Please don't break that though. <laughs> like if I sit on the couch, I just get the flying fucking people's elbow. Like he's stone cold off the top rope. He's like, what's up? Well, yeah, he's like, got I the get beat the fuck up. Like I want, I want a kid that sees me and like just wants to love on me and cuddle and do like cutesy little shit. Make me go. Oh, I mean, the parents kind of dope. Not me, like you little motherfuckers. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Stop causing me harm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they'll get to a point where they're a little bit older and they calm down a little bit, and you know what I mean. I don't know, man. But boys, it's different. You look and you're like, I'd fucking kill for you. <laughs> Someone fuck up, like I'll put them in the ground for you. And then your kids look at you and you're like, bitch, you want to fight? <laughs> it's like, kid, you were testing my inner gangster. <laughs> you about fuck around, and find out. Uh, but anyway, back to what I was saying, like about kids, like looking at my perspective, like with my kids, God forbid any kind of a fucking situation where like the state wants to step in and like intervene for whatever fucking reason. I have seen too much of the negative aspects of it. The state intervening, kids getting hurt, CPS getting involved and CPS should just mind their fucking business. I've seen more kids get hurt, more kids get lost, whether kids have been killed, kids just grow up fucked up and take their own lives, which I guess is still a kid dying. But So, like, hearing your guys' story and how, like, you guys have, like, a positive note at the end of it and you've become, like, somewhat functioning. <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> Members of the public. <laughs> like... I don't know. I'll fuck the public. <laughs> so Society, you, that's the word I wanted to fuck. <laughs> do you think that uh, changed your perspective <coughs> on having children at all? Being in the foster system? Did that play a part in it? Yeah. No, I don't think so. There was a one point where I was like, if I have a kid, it happens. You know, I'll have a kid, whatever. Okay. Now it's... No, I just see the world devolving into chaos, so that's more my reason for not wanting a kid now. I I look at it different than that. I, I look at it as we should be having kids to, to teach them to be better, to make a better society. Just a different perspective. Good luck that. with that. Uh, <laughs> I think we should slow down with kids and start handing out Darwin Awards. Jesus, man. There we go. Now we're talking. I want to hear Jimmy's perspective on this. Um, I was going to say, if anything, um, I might end up fostering at some point. Really? Yes. Okay. So I I was curious. That Uh, was actually going to be another question. Yeah. If I don't don't have biological kids of my own, I wouldn't mind fostering just because I know what a good home can be and what a bad home can be. Okay. So why foster versus adopt? Because children that end up in the system usually stay in the system, and I'd rather them. I'd rather than end up in my good household than say adopting a kid and then oh, I what adopt a ten year old or you know something like that and then raise him for eight years and then he's gonna go fuck off and forget about me. 
<laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't a foster kid well, do the same then? Well, yes, but at least I'm expecting that. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, it's just, like like I said, it's, it's the fact that, like, no. I could be one of those good homes instead of having to see some kids, like... Tragic go, story. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I get it, dude. Some, yeah, tragic Some terrible shit. home, yeah. Um, I, I respect the hell out of it. I didn't know that was something that you'd ever really considered. Uh, I mean, we, we talk about a lot of shit, but there's a lot of shit that you don't really talk about that being one of I them. I can respect the fuck out of that, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's... And I can also respect not wanting to have kids on both of your ends. You know what I mean? Like... That's a, a life choice that you guys have made together. Not I respect that I the hell out of it. I like kids, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck getting a foster kid now. <laughs> yeah, but Chim, like. You're good with I don't have to like them to raise them right, okay? <laughs> I was going to say, man. Like, I have a trench bowl over here. I've seen all three of you guys I mean, look at interact the with my kids. And, like, John, like, I 100% respect both of you for now wanting the kids. But, like. You you could be a good dad. If that was ever something you guys ever wanted to do. I have patience I to, like, for other people's kids because I know at the end of the day, I don't have to do <laughs> it. That's, that, that's fair. I felt that way as an uncle. <laughs> but Bill and Chim, like, Billy, you more so because you've had a lot more one-on, like, one time. Well, yeah, you've seen it. You're going to be a fucking bomb dad. That's because kids are fun, dude. And Chim, something I... I've seen a little bit like when you've my oldest has been around and like you've got to hang out with him. He's a little bit older. He's got that like nerdy quirk to him. You have probably the most adapt ability to re like naturally relate to a child that I think you might take a, take for granted in yourself. Yeah, I'm still full of my childlike innocence. Can't you fucking tell? <laughs> I'm not trying to call you out for being a childish motherfucker, but for being a childish motherfucker, you're great with kids. That's, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's just because they both can talk about Pokemon cards. So. No, it, it, that's part. It, it, that's part of my survival mechanism, though. Is I had a fucking chameleon to different cliques and different groups so often that like. You could be an 80-year-old motherfucker. You could be an 8-year-old. I could still have a fucking conversation with you. Dude, what's up with the stigmata on your hand? Yeah. Don't touch me with it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it's a blister. Oh, okay. <laughs> jerking it off too much. <laughs> oh, dude, you were, weren't you? Nah, it's a little bigger than that. It'd be like at least at least up to there. <laughs> well, it's not about the size. It's about where you focus the fucking pressure. The pressure. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm not. Just no, a bit, man. Trust me. Just a tip. Yeah. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're in. Sorry. Let me do that for the camera. <laughs> Wait, are you right-handed or left-handed? Like an N64 joystick. I'm right-handed. Oh, so you gotta switch man. to the left for more torque. Oh What's the God. fucking one game on, on the N64 one of the Mario Party games yeah. you had to do that? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh. The tug-of-war tug of, tug of in, I think it was probably Mario Party 2 or 3. Yeah, I remember <laughs> if that. If I'm one. remembering correctly. Yeah, them Mario Party games could fucking ruin friendships. Yo. Mm-hmm. I have the newest one, and it is still they, a fucking blast, they and give it can you still ruin friendships. <laughs> they, they end up coming up with the craziest nicknames. What's the one you like to call me all the time? You and Dubsy whenever we're playing fucking some Mario Party game and I cheese the shit out of you guys? Oh, Dick Fingers? Yeah. Dick Fingers, yeah. Dick Fingers. <laughs> nice, okay. 
Because I can cheese the shit out of mini mini games. <laughs> dick fingers, I like it. So, chim chim and dick fingers. <laughs> when you guys got back with your mom, uh, at that point, like she was she was clean from substances. Um, okay. As All far right. as we understood at that point in time. As far as the state was concerned, yes. As far as in all actuality, more no. No. Okay. Um, were you guys happy to be back home? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, um, she made. Together. She had even made a conscious effort to like when her and Drake, our youngest brother Jacob's father, got together. They had bought a house in Irondequoit, specifically so we could return to the Irondequoit school system where we were at in the first foster home because we liked it so much. Gotcha. Okay. So she she was making an effort for you. She guys. was making an effort for us. Yes. Okay. Um, narcotics aside, you know. Then she started doing the power trip shit. Well, explain, elaborate. I'm supposed to say yeah. What, uh, the, oh, you don't know what, what what level context. of power trips are we talking? Are we talking the 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 ones where she would disappear for weeks on end? So we're talking binges. See, that's different. That's not a power trip. That's a binge. Okay. Because okay. now we understand addiction a little better. That's a binge. <laughs> okay. So a power trip. What, this, what the fuck is a power out. trip? I was thinking about the eighty-five fucking cordless phones we went through in that house, the GameCube, and like the three TVs. Yo, that GameCube survived, dude. No, that GameCube got turned in for full store credit, missing fucking parts. Okay, and they were too dumb to check the full bag. That's what happened with that GameCube. <laughs> I remember distinctly pulling fuzzes of the carpet out and still plugging that bitch in and playing before. The whole fucking bottom corner of it was broken off. Because okay, this so bitch just victory football spiked that shit <laughs> into the that's what ground. I she would, like, throw stuff and rage. Yeah. Rage. Okay. Um, cordless phones were her favorite. Like, we literally went through a cordless phone, like, every week, every other week, something like that. Like, ridiculous. Okay. Um... That's why my dodge skill, dodgeball skills is still on point. Okay. What? Okay. We're good. <laughs> What's that flame so, at me? Phone! So she's going on week-long binges away from the house? At the house? Away. Away. Okay. And where? who is Drake in charge, you guys? Are you, is Drake with He mom? was doing his full-time job okay. whilst we were all in school, and there was a newborn baby at home. Oh. So my senior year... Mind you, I'm making honor roll my entire high school career. Really good for up you. To I this didn't point. know that. And then I lost it because she wanted to disappear on her binges. Pronounce that properly now. <laughs> and I would stay home with the kid to okay. make sure he was fed while Drake went to work because obviously someone had to pay the fucking bills. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. Because that sucks. That's rough. It does suck. At the same time, but honor all kind of doesn't mean shit. Um, Oh yeah. I mean, as an adult, like as as a kid, to do that as a kid, that's fucking awesome. Keep it up. Do the good work. Do the hard work. But as an adult, like it doesn't do anything for your adulthood. No. Just makes you a better factory worker. Basically. Toot toot, motherfucker. Um. So. Well, hold on. It's the lunch break horn, dude. Look at the progress he's made in his job. Oh, John's killing it. Don't get it. Fucking super That's fucking, the fucking honor roll shit yeah, right there, Bob. Sure is. Hey, teacher, <laughs> let me... work uh, ethic. That's all that's that is. That brown nose extraordinaire. <laughs> I thought it was the... 
god. Yeah, those weekend trips up. To I was about to say, <laughs> only in the mountains, baby. <laughs> it's all fun and games. It's all fun and games till you hear a banjo. Then it's just broke dick mountain. Now, we, it's all fun and also, games till my boss sees this episode. Not only is he going to see it, we want him on the we want him on for the podcast, right? He's going to have to get used to it one way or another. He might as well get, you know, some second degree burns now. Be ready for the thirds when he gets here. Conflict of interest. You know that I am going to ask him when he gets here if John's ever given you a blowjob. Oh my God. I hate you. (laughs) Fucking hate you. Exactly how far is his nose up your ass? (laughs) (laughs) Does he cradle the balls? (laughs) I was about to say, are the balls firmly on the chin or are they hovering? (laughs) Does John grow facial hair just for you? Does he make it tickle? <laughs> oh my god, Maddie, I'm gonna make you fucking tickle. Hold on, here, speak into the mic. I do tell John to please record if anything does happen. Oh my god! <laughs> I wanna see. High five! That's she, a keeper. She wants to see how the carpenters handle the hardwood. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate you guys right now. <laughs> you brought her. So do you just do I didn't carp- bring up this subject though. <laughs> do you just do carpentry or do you do plumbing stuff too? I just want to know if you're good at laying pipe as well. You are handling wood. Done. <laughs> you're done. Come on, that was good. That was so Don't take oh. that from me. Come on. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you guys. What? We didn't do it. It's all you, bro. It's what happens with a round of butterbeer, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys got to drink more of that. I forgot about that. I'll be back. I got a long drive. <laughs> you want another glass? Yeah, I've I've ditched a, a, a pouch in there. So. All right. I'll, I'll be back. Let me see. a fresh cup. Oh, Maddie, ask questions about childhood. Um, I, I mean, I got, I got a couple, we, we, we can dive into some of the stories from foster care that are notable. Yeah, for sure, dude. So Jim, what is the most impactful story you've had from your childhood? <laughs> that was <laughs> the best segue ever. Um, <laughs> are we talking impactful, like my head against the concrete or <laughs> corner B to drywall? I can tell you it wasn't the dare program. <laughs> <laughs> no, for you, like, what is the most positive impactful thing that like happened in your childhood which is what kind of like solidifies you as an adult with your like your drives and your ambitions and your does that make sense that's a great question and i do not have an answer um what the fuck (laughs) it is a question though most impact i i honestly probably the foster care and shit like it it's a very it's a it's a it's positive negative thing like negative like yeah we had to deal with some fucking shit like positive gave me a wholly different world outlook like um just like half though um just like fact that I've always had family there like I didn't get separated in foster care so like I always had at least one brother to have my back pretty much um which being like I'm still a small guy so I was a smaller kid like constantly getting bullied and shit like 
yeah, I had to deal with a lot from them too. But we, we did it for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> we had good intentions. <laughs> well, now you can do that though. See, all that makes me. <laughs> I remember. That, I remember when Gary was trying to chase you with scissors, and I was going to murder that kid. Mm-hmm. I was going to murder him. This makes- anybody chases. My little brother with scissors is going to be me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a story we can go into too. Oh I think we this, actually covered uh, it on the podcast. This makes me want to get you guys and your your like brothers like into a bar, and me walk up to this dude at the end of the bar and go, fifty bucks, go punch that one in the face. <laughs> Ooh, then I'm dead. ordering two shots of wild turkey. And a beer to chase those down really quick because I don't know if I'm going to have to keep anybody at jail or if I'm going to have to come off the high rope. Because <laughs> 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 I'm just going to want to watch. Okay, that, so that you might will, be um, premeditated murder. Just <laughs> so you know. Um, <laughs> so one of the stories re- relating to a bar fight, it's very, very relatable. I'm, j- I'm sure you remember the rec center incident. Yep. Very clearly. Um. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Um, so basically what started the whole thing was we were with, uh, I think we were still with Mr. and Mrs. T at that point. Yep. Um, and they had us go to a rec center in the summer. Well, I mean, being, staying with a black family and being, you know, the way their, you know, they, their communities are, you know what I'm saying? Um, we went to a rec center that was mostly not white. Um, there was probably like two other white kids in it out of a whole ass rec center that had 80, 100 kids. You know what I'm saying? Um, we were in the pool. It was a hot summer day. We were in the pool. Some kid whipped a battery in the pool at us. And then it was this kid and his brothers. But this kid starts talking crap to me. He's like, what are you going to do about it, you cracker? And I was like eight, nine, something like that. So I was like, I don't know. I, I, I was like, I, like, I was like, why'd you fucking throw a batter at me, you burnt cracker? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jimmy. Wow. That's terrible. <laughs> I've not heard that one before, but wow. <laughs> I mean, um, you don't even realize what racism is at that age, yeah, man. Nope. Let alone we're with a black family at this point, too. So, like, <laughs> it's not like... That was really just one of those, okay, I don't even know what cracker is supposed to mean, but, right. like... Right. If, so if, if I'm a cracker, you got to be a burnt cracker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so like, what happens from there? Um. So, needless to say that... They basically gathered up the whole rec center against us like we were racist. So it came to fisticuffs. The fisticuffs. All three of us against this entire fucking rec center. Why is all I can picture right now Ip Man? Just fucking 100 people. (laughs) I mean, we weren't quite that skilled, but we were back to back to back, and we were handling our shit. (laughs) That we did. Um, needless to say, I don't think we went back to the rec center after that. Yeah, probably not. Um, and yeah, like, we, relating to the bar fight, like, Billy said, it would probably be premeditated murder if you sent one motherfucker against us. (laughs) 
Because even from a young age, we were still cleaning clocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's different now. A lot of people are trained now as adults, and you know, you get that one motherfucker that takes all three with no problem. It 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 does happen. You know, I mean? my luck, I'd pay a fucking black belt and be like, oh, that's fuck. what I'm saying. Sorry, no, guys, you, you paid the wrong. <laughs> your your problem, you'd pay the black belt, and we still fuck them up. <laughs> right. It's it's different. It's it's because because uh, we've been together so it it's a different thing if we were just three strangers like three buddies that like occasionally scrapped together. But you guys, but grew up like together. we've been through mosh pits together, we've been through fucking fist fights together, we've been through some crazy shit like with guns and shit together. So like, oh my god, holy shit, yeah. Our interactions and shit like we're a well-oiled machine, like. We make sure I'll go low. Somebody will be going high, and I don't care how fucking good you are. You ain't doing shit. I remember that night you got the gun pulled on you, and you were like, "I don't give a fuck." Uh, you walked right up to him. You were like, gonna "Do it, do it." I was like, "Fucking Jimmy." Meanwhile, this guy's with his gun, like, "Oh yeah, he had a shit gun." Like, this guy, this didn't really get those guns. Don't do it, bro. It's something about it's the fucking wrong ones that have just grown up and just the shittiest of fucking upbrings that someone just like, I'm a poppy. You're like, <laughs> okay, please, I'm here. Do me the favor. I've been waiting for this for like Come 10 on. years now. <laughs> fucking end the misery, but motherfucker, if you fucking miss, I'm taking that fucking gun and I'm beating you with it. That's <laughs> called depression. <laughs> I don't know. I was in a pretty good point in my life. I just, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Pull a gun and you're going to pull it. Use it. Or don't. Because then I'm going to take it. <laughs> so being brought up in the inner city like that, um, I mean, that obviously gave you a different perspective on life. Uh, but can you delve into that at all? As far as like... Well, as, as far as like, you know, um, you're you're currently in the suburbs and you're working your way to buy a house in the suburbs like... Jimmy did. Um, actually, you're going a little bit even more rural, aren't you? Uh, no, it's going to be Penfield. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. So, suburbs. Um, <clears throat> now, to see the difference in life between, you know, the suburbs and inner city life, what what can you tell us about that? Like, there's, a, there's a lot of people, and some of our listeners might never have lived in the city. They might not know what it's uh, like to grow up like that. You ain't missing much. I was about to say, it's more comfortable. Um, like, you don't have to always be on edge like you feel like you do on the inner city because, like, it, uh, like all, everything aside, like, it's fucking violent. Yeah. Like, people are mugging people for no fucking reason just because they need the fucking money. Because they want that next um, hit. That, too. Like, you, know you, got, you got shit like that, too. Like, where it's, like, it's, it's, it's duller. Like, it's not... As lively as in like you in the in the city, you could open your goddamn window and it's better than cable. <laughs> there really was. <laughs> Sometimes times where yeah. we just sat on the porch and watched. Dude. Like, like dude, this is better than Jerry Springer ever could be. So like, you know, there's pros, there's cons. It's just like, um, you know. Uh, yeah, dude, I get it. Um, like, you don't you you're preaching yeah. to the choir here. <laughs> Fuck, man, this wasn't really even, like, the inner city. But, man, when I first moved, them first couple weeks, I could not sleep. There was no sirens. There was no people beating their girlfriends in the parking lot. 
nothing being thrown a couple houses down and shattering off walls. Like I was like, fuck, it's quiet. Oh yeah, dude. So um, for anyone that knows locally, I lived right on Lyle Ave, like Lyle and Child right on in the hood, like as loud as it gets in the middle of the night, dude. Uh, so when I moved out here to the suburbs and the suburbs are still loud, like to me now they're loud, but then it was silence, dude. And it was weird really because I, it was all the same shit that you're talking about. And I mean, it had to be weird when you moved too, right? Not really. Cause my neighbors are right up on fucking top of me still. And I had college kids on either side of me. So that's, like that's it was fair. still noisy yeah. as fuck in my neighborhood. <laughs> you did have the college kids. I forgot about that. It's a little better now. You guys got to be looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the places are a little tighter, okay. but I mean, not sharing any walls is going to be so much better. You know, yeah. I've never actually asked you to where, where do you guys live? I've never actually fucking asked. Holy shit, Dan. I've never. I've lived in an apartment for the last 10 years of my life. Oh, I was just looking for a town name. That's good. Oh, Henrietta. Oh, okay. It's right. It's Brighton, like that, Henrietta. Townline Road. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, I know the area you guys are talking about. Yeah. It doesn't right have to be any more personal. <laughs> I just realized, like, the last couple... <laughs> I've known you guys a couple years now, and I'm just like, fuck, I've never actually asked. <laughs> My bad. I'm You're a horrible friend, friend Matt. <laughs> Terrible. Will I never get invited over for cake or fucking ice cream or anything fucking... We don't well, no, they're going to feed cake. you fucking kale and fucking carrots, okay? <laughs> you can count me as RSVP, no. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Liddy makes some good uh, yams and Brussels sprouts. Was it that you did the one time? Sweet that potatoes, was fucking. Yeah. I didn't hear what you said, Liddy. Like, we'll nice. Space. I was Let's go. <laughs> Housewarming party. I'll make more butterbeer. Yep. Okay. I'll throw my grill on a fucking a trailer or something. Yeah, I just got a smoker delivered to my house yesterday. Gate party. Nice. I might have to do a little bit of refab on it, but... Can I use fucking it? Fucking free. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. fucking care. What kind of smoker did you get, bud? I don't know. What? Like I said, it just it got delivered. Yeah, I didn't buy it or nothing. That Somebody had one, and they got a new one, and they just dropped off the old one. So I haven't really even looked at it, and I haven't had time. Like, this Ooh. is why I haven't done shit in the last week. Mike D. Shout out to oh. Mikey. Oh. Well, thanks, Mike. Cool. Um, yeah, dude, we could make it work, like, for sure, whatever it is. I know, I just haven't had the time to look at it. Okay. Because I'll I'll borrow that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, you don't think I'm excited? Like, when he's like, yo, I got a smoker, do you want me to drop it off, or I was going to scrap it, or whatever he said? I was like, fuck no, I'll take it. Yeah, (laughs) it works. So, So. I am planning on, hopefully, I still got to talk to the wife about it, um, doing a Friendsgiving thing at my house this year. I want to throw a, uh, a turkey and smoke it on my pellet smoker and have some people over. I feel like that'd be fucking gnarly. I'm in so, for it. My uncle did a smoke turkey a couple years back. I'm, I'm going to be talking to you a lot in these coming weeks because I know nothing about smokers. I'm still learning, bro. It's okay. You Get both, a cookbook. You both can call me. I got you. That's everything I've been learning. <clears throat> um, my buddy, you remember the big farm kid from my birthday party? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my birthday gift, he bought me a fucking Pit Boss cookbook. Nice. And I've been fucking trying shit out of there. 
Well, I mean, I know I know how to operate it. I know like the basic like I just you know like what's good in it, what's not, you know. And yeah, hold the I fuck mean, on. I mean, Why are you gonna be calling me for cooking advice? This is backwards. Like I said, I don't know anything about smokers. When you get classically trained in culinary, they don't have a fucking smoker sitting in the kitchen, bro. <laughs> Low and slow. Yeah, well, it also depends on what you're cooking and how. Like I said, it's I just always go, like low and slow meat yeah, types but. and shit to go in there and like you, oh, you, you know like you what can really put whatever you want in there, dude. Okay. To be honest, like especially as far as meat goes, I mean you you don't want to do liver, um, although I'm sure someone out there has a liver recipe. Oh, bro, I could do liver. I guarantee but, it. Um, but no, you can put pretty much any kind of. Uh, it's of, just gonna be wrapped in bacon, like three layers. There. I think you can even smoke certain seafoods. I yeah, know you can smoke fish and stuff. Smoked um, salmon. Yeah, super good. So, it, it, but that I haven't made it. You but. have to cook at a little different temperature. It's just all about your temperature gauges and how you're cooking it. And some things need to be wrapped, and some things don't. And it really it's gonna be a learning process. Like. Got it? Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. So my favorite thing so far I've done. It's gonna sound really fucking cliche, but I smoked um, two fat bongs, ribeyes. Oh yeah. I smoked like eight ribeyes on the grill after seasoning them with salt, pepper, garlic powder. Then I um, let them sit, let them like the seasonings absorb. And I bought this $1.99 fucking cheap ass marinade from Tops and threw the steaks in it, let it sit over for probably like 32 hours total. They sat in the fridge and that shit. And then um, took them out, let them get like room temp, got the smoker ready and threw them on and just let them sit. Sounds like you ruined some ribeyes, but um. <laughs> I, I would agree with you. But they might have been delicious. No, like the the marinade, they didn't come out like super marinated either. Like after sitting on the smoker, like it, they held the flavor, but like that like more absorbenty so, feel. So that you get personally, I would tell you with ribeyes, if you're spending the money, cook them like a ribeye. Don't don't marinate them. Just kind of I can throw your seasonings on, grill them up. I'm just saying. Everybody has their own methods, yep. and this was just like a random but, one that I was just like, science, bitch, we're going to experiment. Do that shit and, on your cheaper cuts. That's that's all I'm saying, because the marinade help break them down and make them softer. Just... Ribeye don't need that help. And I was mm-hmm. about to say, you threw, the other the other nitpick I have to say is you threw eight ribeyes on there. Yeah, Why not just get a small it, fucking prime rib and throw it on there? I couldn't I couldn't get what it I depends wanted. On what so I, my original... So it, I was going to like a, do a sweet honey sriracha tri-tip, and I was going to get two tri-tips, and I was going to smoke them. However, I went to four different fucking butcher shops and could not find a tri-tip. Did, did you go to Triano's? Triano's was the first place I went. I went to Triano's, the um, place in Brockport that my buddy's little sister's fiance. After owns. after the second place, you didn't just call around? No, I I like to go places, man. <laughs> I just I like to waste my time and he effort. Likes to I'm, spend the gas money. I'm going to go I'm going to go places, see people, talk to people, kind of kind of person. Like You're you're an extrovert? <laughs> Certain scenarios? <laughs> no, but like when it comes to like actually actively like trying to seek something out like that, I like to go and I like to talk to people because maybe it's not going to be a try tip. Maybe they're going to suggest something else. And, like, the ribeye was just uh, – I went, ended up going back to Brockport, talking to that same kid. And um, I was like, yeah, I don't really know what to get. And I was trying to get him to, like, show me what he had. And he's like, well, since you know um, his sister, he's like, 
I'll give you a really good deal. So I got the eight ribeyes for 60 bucks. That's a pretty deal. I got deal. a fucking stellar deal. And I was um, prepped to spend like 120, 140 bucks on meat. So I'm like, dude, you just cut my fucking bill way down. So I gave him a $30 tip. Nice. I was like, boop, right in the jar. I'm like, well, you're going to go back and get eight ribeyes for fucking you know. 60 bucks again. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I was like, holy fuck. That's how you made yourself a butcher. And they fucking turned out mint. And I did, instead of doing the sweet honey sriracha on the thread tip, I did sweet honey sriracha corn on the cob. Oh, that sounds dope. And I wrapped it in foil and I threw it on the smoker when I was pulling the meat off because corn doesn't have to sit on there for very long. Right. Um, I forget what I forget what else pickles ended up getting made. No, it was mac and cheese. But Mel did that. She did homemade her homemade mac and cheese, and uh, that's what we had for her um, birthday dinner. Nice. So. Nice. How long we uh, how long we got there, John? One hour and thirty five minutes. It's about that time. You got. I was I was gonna say Maddie like. No wonder why you don't get laid. She had to cook her own birthday dinner. The fuck. <laughs> she cooked one aspect and she wanted to. Well, that's different then. Lead with that next time. <laughs> I wasn't just like, hey, <laughs> you're making this. I was like, hey, so like I got this. This is going. I'm just trying to figure out. And she's like, well, what if I just make my homemade macaroni and cheese? I'm like, do you like? You don't. It's your birthday. You don't have to cook. You didn't. Well, actually, <laughs> I cooked on my birthday. But like, I was yeah, like, it's you're a good. man. You're supposed to. I know. I'm just picking, picking. She listens. We don't get the same privileges. So I was like, you know, it's your birthday. You don't. You don't. You're have a man. To. Fuck your feelings. Um, Tell that to John. John, you're a man. You don't get those fucking privileges. Cook you your own dinner. You don't know how to cook. What? You're a grown man who doesn't know how to cook. That's no wonder you're, you're not skinny. joining in on this conversation. Are, are, we're, we're about to end the episode. I no, thought, not right? anymore. <laughs> we're not. Hold on. Not anymore. No, we're not. We're fucking putting the headphones back on. <laughs> Thank you, Peanut Gallery. <laughs> Thank you, Peanut Gallery. You, dude, dude, no, dude. seriously, as a grown adult, you really don't know how to cook. I bro? know how to cook a few things. Yeah, but like hot dogs and macaroni and cheese out of the box don't count. No, no, no. I'm, no, I can do more than that. <laughs> yeah. What? So, like, what are some things you can cook? Listen, you I've had lay some out really the whole menu here, dude? Yes. I've had some really shitty hamburger helper and I've had some hamburger helper by people that like that know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Hold well, yeah. on. It's called seasoning <laughs> your goddamn meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the cook in this relationship and that's okay. Okay, it, that's that's fine and dandy and all, but, but you d- I know how to cook. Okay, but I that's, don't that's like fine. To we're cook. guys. That's different. We, we we will starve to death. Yeah, when we're alone, it's different. Okay, <laughs> no, we will chew on our own crusty cum sock before we make ourselves a meal. <laughs> I'm not going that far. No, that's, no that's fucking you. way am I going I was, that far. I was gonna say like I'll fucking squeeze mustard out of the bottle before I actually Sir, cook a fucking meal. Jesus. Okay, I'll lick the fucking ice off the wall of the freezer before yeah, that. Right. Come on, Jesus. I get like a crazy high of dopamine. Like if I cook. For people and people go, holy shit! Like this is good. Yeah. Like I, I get a huge like sense of like a joy and accomplishment, accomplishment out of feeding somebody and seeing them. That sounds like a weird fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, <so> well, <laughs> I can uh, cater to that market. So I get it. I, I get it. You're at work all day and you're you're a stay at home wife, and I understand that that dynamic. But at the same time, like 
don't you want to know how to cook something? So like, especially I, when when you when you get a grill here, like, isn't that going to be a thing? Uh, grilling and cooking is different. No, it's not. I can cook things. Well, I'm not saying you can't cook things. I'm not saying that you're going to burn the house down, but I'm saying, like, don't you want to expand your horizons on, like, your cooking aspects, especially if you're going to get a grill? Okay, so fuck the grilling. I'm just curious. So, like, if right now, like, I would take you to the grocery store and be like, all right, pick out. I will pay for it. Pick out your ideal meal that you can cook for us, and we'll sit down, we'll have some laughs, and you can cook us a meal, and we'll have a great time. What would be the meal that you would pick to cook for us? Oh, jeez, dude. Yeah, just you in the kitchen, you doing your own thing, us shooting the shit, having a good time, making it fun. Like, what would be the meal that you would cook? We'd be lucky to get cheese and crackers. I can't think of a fucking full meal. <laughs> would, would, would it make it easier for you if, like, I shared a meal that I would cook for you guys? I would probably do some pasta dish. Okay. That's, okay, that's that's on that's on the simple side, but yeah, it's that's a meal, dude. All right, so so here here's the thing: we're we're gonna start doing a fucking when the weather gets better, we're gonna start grilling out. Dude, I'm with it. I'm fucking all about it, dude. You gotta you gotta learn how to cook on the grill, like at least open flame too. Yeah, well, I mean, put put all the weird shit aside, dude. You're gonna want to know how to make fucking. You guys eat pork chops. But so. but would you if he could cook them on the grill? Would you eat pork chops? Yeah. With steaks, chicken, pork chops, shit? um, okay. grilled corn on the cob. And I'm, I'm not busting your balls, dude. I'm, I'm, well, I mean, and when I go up north with the boss all the fucking time, I help him cook too. He's not cooking everything by himself. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm not saying that you're completely useless in a kitchen, but like, if, if I just feel like, I mean, that's that's a really gratifying like. Basic male instinct is oh, like I've when you're cooking get on a grill. grill. Yeah. yeah, just like something about being in front of that flame and like food for family, make right? Happy. Right. You know what I mean? No, I get it. Hearth and home. <clears throat> Fuck the family. Food for me. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's just something about it. Like I, I really enjoy cooking for my wife and to provide for my family in that way. Makes, <coughs> it does. It releases a, a dopamine in a way. Um, it satisfies that <clears throat> old school hunter gatherer. Yeah, itch. And, and even like the butterbeer when you guys said it tastes good, like that releases a small dopamine hit for me. It's it's part of being human. Like we did something that is enjoyable for our community. Like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. For like for me, I don't know if you got well, you guys have ate with me plenty of times though. Like I've cooked for you guys. You guys have cooked for me. When I have cooked for you guys, has anybody ever noticed how I won't take the first bite? I wait for either a family member or, like, a guest to try it first. And my first question is, how was it? Not me. I'm in the kitchen fucking picking from the plate and shit. Is this shit good before I put it out there? Uh, To that point, yeah. Like, do you not taste your food as you're cooking it? No, no, I do, but how I perceive how what I made, I could be like, man, this is the okay. I just, I just had, to, I just had to make sure that was clear. No, no, no I will. Long take, story short, just had to make sure it was clear. Yeah, no, I'll, I, I'll try what I'm making, but for me, if that. I'm cooking and I know I'm, I'm cooking to cook for other people, it stops being about how my palate is. Like, I want to know, are you enjoying my food? What about my food? Are you enjoying? See, that's, that's is it just I, one aspect of it, or do you? Are you I, I'm very much like, well, then I won't make this again for you next time if you don't like it. 
just plain and simple. No, I'm <laughs> you know I'm that I mean? way that's, too. But like, yeah. whether or not you're gonna tell me, dude, this is this is great. You did an awesome job. Awesome. But if you tell me, I probably wouldn't eat it again. Like, thank you for cooking, but like, I don't particularly care for it. I might take a little bit of a pang of like, fuck. But I'm not gonna be offended that you told me that. I'm gonna Maddie's feel like gonna I go let in you the down. fucking bathroom and start crying. I was about to say, hey Maddie, make me some food, and I'll give you the real schnob experience if you want it. Well, keep in mind, like, don't go giving me like super complex because I'm still a gradual learning. Well, I'm on my I, own. I know, but if you want like an honest opinion, I can give you an honest opinion. Yeah, like, I, know. I, can, I, I gave him an honest opinion. You made mashed potatoes one time, and I didn't like them. I told you. It was my first time making mashed potatoes. Yeah, and I was okay with it, and we, I, we discussed that. Depending on how much that. food you're trying to <coughs> have me test, if I spit it out, it's not necessarily bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Don't spit out somebody's food, you asshole. And when I do cook, I try to keep it. I'm like sorry. That's basic. how I was trained. If yeah. the chef didn't like your shit, he spit it out with force. If he did like it, he just had 100 fucking dishes that day, so he's just drooping it yeah, out. Yeah, well, any normal person. <laughs> any fucking normal person wouldn't do that shit. Especially if I'm like cooking and if I like I accidentally overseason something, like I want to know. What, what do you got there, Johnny? Paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you show the I'm camera? I'm just gonna make the fucking story as longer. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> did you sh- did you show the camera? Billy's gonna give a fuck because he's gonna have to start editing it out. <laughs> so we. So uh, truth be told, do you want to know why my stories are more long-winded? Shoot, I, I was never allowed to talk. Well, I we're not al- trying to stop you from talking. No, we, no, no, I'm no, just no, saying. Never think that it, it's a complex. I struggle now with adult. I'm very long-winded when I tell things. If I tell a story, um, I'm the same way. Lydia tells me all the time. I over-explain a lot of shit. I don't need to. And it comes from like being overshadowed, it, it, overtalked all the time. Well, for me, it, it's the being the silent kid. Yeah, trying to make up for lost time. I guess that's why we have a podcast. Yep, <laughs> it is, man. Now all you motherfuckers got to listen to it. No, no, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> you could just, just hit that button at any time. Uh, or you could be really cool and hit that uh, subscribe button. You could hit that uh, the share button. That one's super helpful. Uh, we get, like that button. You could hit that review button. I mean, on Spotify, it's literally just a couple stars. You don't even have to write anything. That one's super helpful. Uh, on Apple, little review. Whoa, that, that fucking goes a long way on Apple. Bill uh, likes it when you push the buttons. Oh, I love when you push my button. <laughs> I was about to say, you could also email us. Um, Hell yeah! You we're can. always looking for feedback and or questions or guests. So yeah, topics. Yep. Facebook. Whatever the fuck you got, send Fa- it our way. Facebook's a great one to get a hold of us. I'm still um, waiting for some hate mail. Please send, send, <laughs> send hate mail. Oh and my god! I know I've made any it. fucking mail. <laughs> All I can think of is like when we first started, and that person, our little fucking bot person or they were just commenting oh, saying shit, shit that just like made no oh, sense yeah. i didn't even have to fucking pop on and like oh yeah fire dude. back like i was just like let it burn <laughs> <laughs> only we're allowed to make fun of maddie god damn it um anybody that tries to hurt my feelings the only thing i ask is you don't get too upset when i hurt your feelings more what the, that's the whole point of the Impossible. show try not to get butt hurt you know what i mean dude um I like to make people mad. I like to offend people. 
Okay, Tom McDonald, sit down. Speaking <laughs> of Tom McDonald, if he ever listens to our show, like that is a motherfucker I would like to have a conversation with. Tom McDonald and Jelly Roll. Two people right off the top of my head. Tom McDonald? Yeah. Why? He just seems really fucking interesting. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of uh I'm I'm thinking of a very different guy. Like hearing um, a lot of his like earlier music and like the videos he put out when he talked man. about like his struggles with addiction, like how he overcame things to get to where he is and being a successful musician. Like, fuck yeah, I want to talk to people like that. Wait, who's you guys have seen 40 year old virgin, right? Yes, yep. The guy playing music when he's like, if I hear this fucking song one more time, you guys know who isn't it? Is it Rob McDonald or some shit like that? I have no fucking idea. It's been know, so that's long since I've thinking. seen that movie, it's been a long time, but that's that's who I was thinking. Um, I just want to throw out there before we end though, uh, YouTube. Would be fucking awesome if you guys went over and subscribed to that. And uh, we're also on uh, the thing that rhymes with Bumble but starts with an R. That's a cool one, too. But we can't say that on other platforms. On yeah. some some other platforms. Oh, no, dude, you got to be careful about that one. Oh. Yeah. So That's odd, but okay. Everyone knows the Bumble app, right? It's like the dating app. It's like that, but it starts with an R instead of a B. Check that one out. That one's cool. That one's that one's all about like freedom. It's dope. I uh, know. I I think of that word, and all I can think of is running through the woods, butt naked, and compare cowboy boots with an axe. I was on a rumble in the jungle, baby. Rumble. Jesus Christ! All right. <laughs> well, let me know how that poison ivy on your dick is after. Right. <laughs> Bye. Guys. Oddly enough, there was no poison ivy. <laughs> <coughs> And that's a wrap, dudes. Thank you for joining us on this wild and wonderful journey through the Dude to Dude podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the laughter, the insights, and the endless curiosity that fuels our conversations. And remember, the fun doesn't stop here. Stay connected with us on our website and our social media platforms to keep up with the latest updates, behind-the-scenes shenanigans, and upcoming episodes. We're grateful for each and every one of you who tunes in, shares our content, and spreads the Dude to Dude spirit. Your support means the world to us, and we can't wait to continue this adventure together. Until next time, keep being awesome, keep exploring, and keep those open minds wide open, dudes.